we're not really talking about addiction today, but we're talking about some of those things that create addictions and how we can use those same behaviors to actually create some good habits and have some more success in our lives. Man, you want to hear today's episode, so stay tuned. You can be, you can do, you can have anything you want in this world. You just got to believe. And I'll show you how right here. This is your host, D. Orlando Fortune, best-selling author and high-performance strategist, and this is your Daily Fortune. (laughs) So welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another addition to the Daily Fortune. This is your host, D. Orlando Fortune. Of course, we're going to start off today's episode with your statement for the day. Here's your statement. I want to write this down. That is, uncontrolled habits are costly. Uncontrolled habits are costly. Here's what I'm talking about, man. Um, you know, there's, there's, we have habits. You understand we typically operate from our habits or our rituals, our routines, whatever you want to call them. That's how most of our day it's going, uh, is operating from. So the question is, do you know your habits? Are you aware of any of your habits? And that's what we're going to talk about how to do that, uh, be more aware of them and then how to start creating better habits based upon some of the science that's, uh, that is shown Um, the behaviors that create these habits. So let's get into today's conversation. First off, let me talk to you about my father and his golfing habit. Okay, so every time my father comes home, right? Every time he comes, daddy comes home from golfing, he he talks about his best shot. Like, oh my God, I hit this ball 327 yards. (laughs) Like, it's crazy. He's so excited about it, right? And I'm the same way when I go to play, do some play some golf also. I get excited about the one shot, right? But he also talks about the one shot he messed up and he talks about how it messed up the whole game or he could have had another hole in one or he could have had uh, had a bogey or had a, what is it? Uh, he got could have got a birdie. That's the word. He could have had a birdie, but he did something and messed it up. Those are the two things that he really talks about. Nothing else, right? And the same thing happens uh, in most other situations. We're talking about sports and it's part of the reason why we continue to play sports and get addicted to them. You know, last the last episode we talked about having a great forgetter and forgetting about what the what you've done in the last quarter and the, all the way through the game when it's time to make things happen. It's time to forget those things and focus on, refocus on what you need to get done right now in order to succeed. However, there are some other things that we, uh, we do after the game and that's what we're kind of talking about here is what to do after the game so we can continue to improve. So what does that look like? See, um, there's an article in the Wall Street Journal from about 2007. Um, good thing to for Google because we don't have to go looking through those. Remember those files you used to go through in the library and try to find your the articles you had to go through <laughs> those little projector files and find articles google makes it so much easier the internet makes it so much easier anyway so this article talks about how celebrities are replacing drug addiction with golf 
So they would go, uh, some, uh, who was it? Taylor, Lawrence Taylor talks about how it saved him, his life, because he started golfing instead of going out and getting high all the time. So that's an interesting thing. And the question is, are they the same thing? Do they operate the same way? The golf addiction along with drug or alcohol addiction? And, and I'm not quite sure. And they weren't really conclusive about if they are. And I don't think they quite, they're, they're similar, but they're not the same. Okay. They're similar, but not the same. But this article also mentions some research on how anticipating hitting a good shot during the game, uh, during the golf game, and remembering the good shot after the game lead to the golf addiction. So it starts playing on that dopamine where you're trying, you don't know, same, they talk about how it uh, is similar to people getting addicted to casinos and those slot machines. So you don't know which pull of the lever is going to make you help you win. And every time you pull the lever and you don't win, you get that much closer to winning. So you continue waiting and waiting and waiting and pulling that lever until you win. And when you get that win, you start over again with that whole rush of adrenaline that hits you and dopamine that hits in your system, right? And you feel good. Same thing happens when you're playing golf. They say is that when you're swinging the shots, you're swinging, you're swinging, you're missing the shot, the perfect, you're waiting for that perfect shot and when you hit it you're like yes perfect and i know what it feels like man you just watch the ball and you just hose afterwards because you because you love the way that shot you just so then you remember that shot afterwards and you only replay that one shot the same thing happens as we talk about in recovery rooms is that we forget about the times we went to jail we forget about the times that we had bad highs we forget about the times where we had guns pointed at our face or the things we may have done in order to feed our addiction we only remember those good times um, during our active addiction and that's what makes us continue to keep going back it helps us say uh, to justify going out and doing the same crazy ass behavior behavior again, right? Well, Brian Tracy was watching a video about Brian Tracy's life and he talks about this best shot concept which is based upon this same strategy. See, we do this consistently for things that we want to do, but we don't apply this best shot concept to the areas of that we want to have success in our life. And he says, why don't you try doing that? And so I'm going to talk a little bit about what that sounds like. I'm going to give you three, uh, two steps here and a follow-up step on how to do this consistently in your life and start applying the right habits in your life and getting rid of those bad habits. So number one, for those bad habits, I want you to start playing the whole tape. That's what we talk about in recovery rooms. We talk about playing the whole tape. So those things, those habits that you have that you know that are not best for you, not good for you, we got to stop looking at like, oh, it felt good during those moments and start remembering everything else that came after doing that one behavior that you know is a bad habit, right? Play the entire tape. How is this really going to play out? And as you start seeing that, it gives you more and more uh, uh, evidence for you to stop before you start taking that next habit, you know, start playing into that bad behavior, okay? That's how you start uh, building better habits by removing and being aware of your bad habits and playing the whole tape so you don't play into those that behavior. For your good habits, number two, remember the good shot. So the same thing that causes that addiction is the same thing we're going to do to create good habits. We start remembering how good it felt when we finished 
working out, right? We start remembering how much energy we had when we ate the right foods for the day, right? We remember how good it felt when we finished making those 10 phone calls for the day and only got one good conversation out of it. But that one good conversation, we remember that one good conversation and we use it for the next day when we go into making our next 10 calls again and we don't feel like it. We remember how of ending the day by saying I love you or brightening, uh, or saying having that time with our, our loved ones, how good that felt when we went to bed that night so that we continue to, re- to build that habit, right? So we remember the good shots to start creating those good habits. Number three, how do we wrap this all up? How do we continue to build more self-awareness? This is the additional tip I want to give you here. And this is dealing with your, uh, your journal, journaling your day to build self-awareness, okay? Again, journal your day to build self-awareness. And here's a strategy I teach with my clients. It's called the winner philosophy to wrap this up. The W stands for what worked and what has went well for you. The I stands for what do you need to improve? What could you do better next time? The N stands for notable. What things of note have happened or things that you need to think on? The A stands for action. There's two parts to the action. Did you take the actions from from yesterday? Um, And did you what actions do you need to take the next day? That is the winner philosophy. If you use that philosophy and then you accompany it with, here's your bonus tip, with an, a, a success partner where you're going over this winner philosophy every day or at least weekly, you increase your chances of hitting your goals by up to 40%. That's scientific proof. Trust me on that. Test me on that. Now, review. Remember your best shots. But also remember what you what your uh, reward creates, that your rewards create a habit. And so what habits are you creating right now? Because uncontrolled habits are costly. That being said, each day this week, here's your challenge. Each day this week, invest seven minutes, y'all, seven minutes into reviewing your day using the winner philosophy. You will be glad that you did. You know what? That's the end of today's episode. Go ahead and share this with somebody. I love y'all and I'll talk to you next time. And as always, go out there and make life happen. God bless.